Radio broadcast. My name is Scotty Reed. I'm coming at you from behind the enemy lines of USA Inc. It's been a while since I've been on these live airways, so y'all please bear with me as I try to shake this rust off. Um, but I gauge interest in coming back. But but first, let me just say I miss y'all. I miss the Black Talk Radio on air family. Y'all know who y'all are. Y'all know who's been there. All these years, over a decade of broadcasting on Black Talk Radio Network and, you know, just have met so many people. People have told me how the podcast and and broadcast on the network has helped them in their personal lives. And, you know, it's always good to hear something like that, something that you're a part of, something that you're doing is, um, you know, helping people. Why else will we do it? So anyway, I've gauged the interest. I need to come back. Just so much been going on in my life uh, since the pandemic. As I know, it's affected millions of people. But I do feel like it's that time for me to come back to the airwaves. So I'll be coming uh, to you for the next hour or so, but I would love to hear from you all, whether you're catching us on the video stream or if you're listening to the digital radio stream, you can still give us a call and participate in the broadcast. And what is this broadcast about on this January 28th, 2023? Well, it's about police violence in the United States, obviously, if you read the title um, but more than just that police violence, but you know, what is police violence a symptom of? Now, many people might have different answers, a symptom of corruption, a problem with a gang culture within the department. Uh, other people might say militarism and, and so different people are going to have different, uh, answers to that question. But I look at it as just a symptom of modern day slavery. And human trafficking, you know, that modern day slavery and human trafficking that the United States government has never abolished, you know, um, and we've had over 150 years of lies about it being abolished as an institution when really all they did was carve out, literally carve out an exception in the 13th Amendment. So again, Black Talk Radio Network fam, y'all, y'all know. New Abolitionist Radio, which I felt like was the spark that really ignited the modern-day abolitionist movement with all the different people who participated in that on air, behind the scenes, it's just callers, and then others hearing that information and running with it and putting it into action. So when I'm talking about police violence, I'm talking about it as just a symptom. It's just a symptom of a, a more greater evil, and that evil is slavery. And this country's never abolished it. Shout out to the four out of five states that had it on their state ballots to uh, change the constitution of their individual states to uh, get rid of all exceptions for slavery. There should, I mean, think about that. There should be no exception for slavery, I don't care what someone has done. How do you justify violating their human rights to, oh, you, you stole $20 worth of grocery, you can be a slave. Or you stole a million dollars, you could be a slave. You know, it shouldn't matter the offense. And then when you look at the corruptness of the judicial system, the racial bias in it, and you know, it just, it leads to the situation where we got modern day slavery. It affects some demographics far more than it should, um, but it shouldn't be happening to anyone. And I like to think the new abolitionist um, movement helped break down those racial barriers. No, we don't try to erase the fact that, that uh, African Americans, black people in general, if you're in the United States and then people of color in general, um, 
you know, um, you're disproportionately affected by this. And so, yeah, we do want to acknowledge this, but at the same time, we want to tell those other demographics that you're affected too. It happens to you too. Okay. It just, it just doesn't, for whatever reason, get as much publicity as, as what a Tyree Nichols case, uh, has gotten. Um, but then there are plenty of other Tyrese Nichols cases that don't get this sort of attention. It, it really doesn't. It's a struggle just to even get body cam footage. But then even when you have civilian, you know, uh, footage of the same incident, it, it still does not amount to swift action, you know, in practicing justice. So that's what we're talking about tonight. You can give us a call if you would like to participate in this conversation. You can give me a call at 717-908-1834. I'm going to say that again. That is 717-908-1834. You can also give us a call. Um, enter the code. I'm sorry. Again, I'm shaking the rust off, but there's a call-in code. And why is that? Well, it costs money to have just a seven-digit toll-free number, and all of that costs money. And the Black Talk Media Project is um, certainly not rolling in the money. You know, the pandemic affected many businesses, nonprofits, and individuals. And, and so it's, it's no exception. And, uh, we would like to try to get those donations up. Um, Black History Month is just what? Five, six days away. February the 1st is, is Wednesday. So, um, during, during that month, I will be releasing some of my personal art, um, which will be, um, given as gifts in exchange for donations uh, to the Black Talk Media Project. And you'll be hearing more about that. But that's the read. That's the long-winded way of me saying uh, that's why you got to enter all these numbers if you want to call in. And hopefully in the future that'll change and, and we can go back to having a seven-digit number to make it simpler for people to call in. But that number is 717-908-1834. And the call-in code is 269-626. That's the code to specify the call that you want to join. That's 269-626, all right? Now, you can listen. You're more than welcome to listen. But you can also um, signal me that you would like to talk, ask me a question by hitting star six. And you should get those instructions uh, once you dial in. So, Oh, man, I probably won't give out that information again, but it should be in the description of whatever platform you're listening to this live stream on, except for TuneIn, because we can't make posts on TuneIn. But it should be in your YouTube description and, of course, in the description in the uh, post on BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com. So, you know, um, I mentioned Tyrese Nichols, right and his his murder, his murder, it, it is a newsworthy story. Don't get me wrong. It is a newsworthy story. But you know what? There are a bunch of Tyrese Nichols stories out there. There there are a whole lot. You know, here locally, um, we have a similar situation where you had Jason Lipscomb. His name is Jason Lipscomb. He has not gotten any mainstream uh, attention but his his killing was just as horrific. He wasn't beaten to death, but he was shot to death. And and I've talked about that for local, um, you know, where I live. Talk making posts. Some of the local media projects, the Black Talk Media Project, has to help. You know, um, on a localized le level for people to be more informed by creating their own media. So we got an outlet there. And so I've been talking about that in a couple of videos that I have made, um, just covering that whole case. But this happened last year. This happened in the summer of 2022. And we have not had any word whatsoever about the state of the investigation. Now, um, Jason Lipscomb was, was killed in his own camera. He was killed by Gastonia City Police, that's Gastonia, North Carolina. Um, he was killed by um, about maybe three or four of those officers, and they were joined in the killing by sheriff deputies who may have been outside, acting outside of their jurisdiction, 
Okay. Um, going, going by their charter that I read, you know, sometime in 2022, but I don't want to get sidetracked off into whether they were legally there, but they did participate, in my opinion, in an unjustified homicide. And I would even go as far as to say a murder. And there's been no body cam footage release. You heard me mention um, there is footage of it, but that's civilian. That's from a civilian door uh, ring cam, um, I guess, through Amazon or whoever provides those type of services. And it was given uh, to some of the media outlets. And so it has circulated. And what it shows um, is police officers attempting to stop a person who's already entered into their vehicle, trying to get away from them, um, backs up. Uh, cops jumping in the path of the vehicle as if, you know, they're Superman or the Hawk or something, and they're going to be able to stop that moving vehicle. And then um, uh, one gets bumped to the ground, and then he goes forward, taking it off from them. Uh, another one was trying to run beside the car, fell down, and his legs got run over. So it was, wasn't like he was intentionally trying to hit any of those cops. And then they opened fire. All this happened in a matter of seconds. They opened fire on him, uh, more than 30 shots. Uh, shell casings, it seemed, were marked on the ground at that location. But then as he's driving away on this, on this residential, populated residential street, uh, apartments up the street would have been in the line of fire. There was a park there, uh, was in the line of fire. Anybody, you know, I, I was told a story today about a four year old kid had started running, started running, um, home and, and told, uh, his dad that the police were shooting at him and then jumped on the ground, um, after some more shots. Um, but that you had, where the initial shooting took place, where they start shooting at him, his car comes to a stop a hundred yards up the road. This is a residential street, predominantly black neighborhood, but it is mixed, but it's predominantly black. But, um, he comes to rest at a hundred yards up the street where he obviously had been hit. But then other people have told me they've seen the video, but I haven't seen the video, but I have seen the video where they had the yellow tape around his car. It was part of the crime scene. Again, this crime scene was like over 100 yards long. And there were two yellow stickers on the ground, two yellow markers marking where two shell casings were found. So that appears from the forensic evidence that they walked up on him. He might have survived and then um, hit him with the kill shots. And his body was in bad shape, according to... um Let's just say I have a source at the coroner's and I'm not going to reveal that source, but they said his body was in, in pretty bad shape. Okay. And, and so he's Tyree Nichols. Now, you know, some people have called me and asked or not called me, but sent me messages and asked, and it was more than one person and they, and their heart was in the right place. But, you know, they're organizing marches and protests, um, and they're using language like for Tyree Nichols. And I was asked if perhaps I might know about or participating in organizing for something here in Gaston County. And my response was no, I'm not involved in anything. Uh, those officers have been fired, you know. They have been arrested and they have been charged and they're sitting in a jail in segregated housing right now. So what would be the point of marching and protesting? Now, I don't want to sound like I'm against marching and protesting, but for what? Now, I do get that others might feel like people need an emotional outlet, but then when you're running on emotions, mistakes can be made. So I'm all about keeping everybody safe and safe practices and all of that. And, and, but in my opinion, there's nothing for me to march about in connection to his case. Now, if we do want to use the moment of this heightened national awareness on police brutality, then if anybody's going to organize anything in Gaston County, it should be around the killing of Jason Lipscomb and how come after all this time again, I believe he was killed in June of 2022 It's January 2023, more than six months 
and we've heard nothing. The family hasn't made any statements and it's not on them to make any statements, but I do know from some information that was shared with me and I did mean to look it up, um, but didn't have time today, but the North Carolina SBI, that's the state bureau of investigation is supposed to be investigating this case. And it says something about the family can get updates. The prosecutor, Travis page is, is supposed to be involved in this process or what have you. And, but we've heard nothing. We've heard nothing at all. Nothing. Um, another person in Gaston County pointed out to me today that a local politician, um, said something about Tyree Nichols killing, but this person ain't said nothing about, you know, the killing of Jason Lipscomb made no public statements. Nobody has, nobody has. And I don't want to rehash what I went into in my first episode for Gaston County community talk on that Facebook page. Um, what tell it like it is episode one. I don't want to go into the lack of black leadership, but nobody's been saying nothing, you know, no, nobody, but the people who, who keep talking among themselves about it and asking questions and, you know, maybe making a post here or there on social media, but the activity has died down and that's what they want to happen in a lot of these cases is for them to just leave your memory for your emotions to go away. And, and then, you know, maybe you'll forget about it. And, and nobody's putting pressure on Travis page to give us an update. Nobody's pressuring, um, um, the, uh, Gastonia police chief, uh, chief Britain. Nobody's pressuring him to talk about the public safety issues of more than 30 rounds being fired in a residential uh, neighborhood, nobody saying nothing, you know, and, um, but this is typical of what happens all across this nation. This isn't anything new. This isn't anything surprising. The only thing that the thing that's surprising is that the cops in the Ty Tyree Nichols case were charged within the same month. I believe he was beat to death. Um, um, sometime on January 10th or a couple of days before that, maybe he died on January 10th in the hospital. Um, but they were charged in the same month. Now, prior to this becoming public news, I had made a Facebook post on different pages and talked about the kid, the, the white kid who got shot, um, in the McDonald's parking lot while he was eating a sandwich right? Eating, eating whatever he was eating from McDonald's. And this cop thought that he was in the car that he tried to chase the other day and got away from him. And then, so this cop acting on emotions and he opens up the door and you know, the kid goes to pull off and he shoots him. Okay. And yeah, we hear those people that say, um, just comply if you comply, you won't die there. Yeah, well, say that about that woman that got shot breaking into the Capitol. Y'all never say that about her. I'm not even going to mention her name because I'm not helping y'all make a martyr out of her. But it's not comply or die. What, what are we being, are we being occupied? Is that what it is? Are the police an occupation force that we have to bow down to them? Like, like, you know, we're in some ghetto somewhere in Warsaw, Poland, and, and these are Nazi Gestapos and, and, you know, we just have to do what they say. But someone in a vehicle pulling away from you is not putting your life in danger. You're not in danger of being running over by a vehicle that you're standing behind and it's pulling away from you. And, and so that cop was rightly charged. Now, I want to say it took him maybe a week to fire that cop. Um, and then I would say within 90 days, that cop was charged. And I don't have the details in front of me. I believe it was a city in Texas, wherever that occurred. Um, but it did make national news, so some of you may know what story I'm talking about. But I had mentioned that, how quickly he was charged. But why why do we accept that these things take all this time when there's video footage, right? Right? Tyree Nichols, it was all on their body cam footage. 
You know, it was all uh, the kid that got shot at McDonald's. It was on body cam. But then if you think back over the years, we've seen plenty of police snuff films where they're snuffing out a citizen from their body cams. All right. So why does investigations like in the case of Jason Lipscomb, where you have body cam footage, the public hasn't seen it. Uh, laws do need to be challenged here in North Carolina to make it easier. Somebody told me that they had to spend up to $30,000. This group did hiring attorneys, whatever, whatever, to get some body cam footage of the Gastonia police making arrests on this homeless veteran uh, who also had one of those, what do they call those animals, uh, uh, assist animals, you know, um, but he had one of those, had his dog with him. And, yeah, he was panhandling and what have you. But, again, you know, that's not a, not, that's not a crime. That's not, a, shouldn't be a crime, number one. But number two, that's not something that would require violence. You know, it was one of those show me your papers or else events. But make a long story short, they wanted body, the supporters of Joshua War wanted body cam footage released. And they got it released, but it cost them up to $30,000. Now, in the case of Jason Liscombe, as I mentioned earlier, there was a ring cam footage that, that got out to the public. And we saw them. Shoot this man. We saw all of them shooting um at Jason Liscombe's vehicle as he was pulling off. Wasn't wanted for murder, wasn't wanted for a violent crime or anything of the sort. They knew where he lived, they knew his parents' uh uh house. All they had to do was let him leave and apprehend him later. Perhaps he'd have turned himself in, like I was reading about. This person who has been charged with murder might have killed his stepfather or father. I, I, I can't recall which right now, but he turned himself in days later without incident. Jason Lipscomb, who was scared because of a fake, a false uh, 911 report that he had kidnapped some children that you could say was his stepchildren in a common law type marriage situation. He was in a relationship with their mother. He had a child by their mother. And he was on the list to pick him up from the daycare. So, uh, and, and now he's dead because of a false 911 call. So, I mean, there are so, so many issues that we have to deal with. And some of these issues are best dealt with on a local level. People have to organize. You have to organize. You can't sit around waiting on the federal government um, to do anything. All right. So um, we're coming up close to the half hour mark. I can't see exactly. I don't have my glasses on. So we, we got a few more minutes before the half hour mark. Remember, if you would like to uh, make a, ask a question or make a comment, you could give us a call at 717-908-1834. 717-908-1834. The call in code is 269-626. That code is 269-626, and of course, hit star six on your dial pad if you have a question or comment. I'll also be checking uh, the chat room for our video stream and see if we have anything there. Um, so, you know, the death of Tyree um, Nichols, let's, let's get into some of the specifics of what happened there. Um, he died on January 10th, 2023, three days after five Memphis police departments. I think that's wrong. I think it's six. I think the video shows in addition to those five black cops, there was one white cop who ran around the whole cr crowd as it was described to me um, and got his lick in with his baton. You know, uh, my mom described that to me. Some other people do, uh, have mentioned it online that, hey, this white cop took us, got his little lick in too. So, um, yeah. Um, so it was actually six officers beat him during the traffic stop on January the 7th, 2023. After officers pulled him from his car and used pepper spray and a taser on him, he tried to run away. And then someone explained to me, that's just trying to survive. You know what I'm saying? If people just attacking me for no reason, uniform or no, 
I'm, your natural instinct is going to be to do what? Fight or flee. Fight or flee. So he went into flea mode. Um, when they did catch up with him, they punched him, kicked him in the head, struck him on the back with a baton while restraining him. Now, uh, again, I'm reading the, the Wikipedia entry on it, and it is important for us to watch these sort of outlets that document these things because then they be looked at as the record, as part of the record. And people can join Wikipedia and, and set the record straight. So I just, I thought I'd mention that because, you know, that's not this sentence I just read about them punching him, kicking him and all of that. It doesn't talk about how he was laying on the ground and they picked him up and was holding him up so the others could punch him, you know, so they could take turns beating him. I mean, real, real savage. This was worse than Rodney King. You know what I'm saying? Worse than, I still remember that video. It's imprinted on my in my mind. Those cops just surrounding him and just beating him with those batons. Well, this is similar imagery, but it's even worse. It's even worse. All right. And, and so he was hospitalized in critical condition and died three days later. So the the killing occurred on January the 7th. And, um, you know, the autopsy was commissioned by his family and it found extensive bleeding caused by a severe beating. I mean, it don't take a, a medical doctor to figure that part out. You know, it, it really don't. And I am interested to know what the county coron uh, coroner or the medical examiner ruled his death as. Um, if any specifics, because sometimes you gotta, well, not sometimes, all the time. You should be suspicious of everybody that work in the system. Everybody. Nobody, it, nobody is above board. Look at it that way. There, just look at it. Just expect the worst from all of them because there has been, you know, throughout the nation, uh, stories coming out of corruption, part of the cover up. Um, involving the medical examiner and the coroner. So, and, and then again, this is citizens having to spend extra money, extra money to get the truth revealed about these matters. All right. And it's just not right. And we need change. We need change. And the only way that change is going to come, and I know some people are not going to want to hear this, but the only way change is going to come is through politics, y'all. It's through voting. It's through voting. And I did not come up with the phrase politics is local. All politics is local. You know, well, that's not true technically, but it is a, a truth to it. Who runs your sheriff department matters. Who your police chief matters? How is your police chief hired? Is it an elected position? Is it appointed by the city council or the town manager or the mayor? What's the chain of command? The city council and the mayor gets in those offices. How? Through voting, right? And that was cited that the reason it took them this little bit of time and I shouldn't even say a little bit of time, but reasonable time to conclude the investigation with all of this evidence, excuse me, with all this evidence, um, that's, this should be the standard, not the exception. You know, this should be the standard. When you have video evidence, of officers committing crimes. Whoever reviews that body cam footage, they're supposed, but the reason that it happened so fast here is because of new leadership, elected leadership, and these people campaign on holding police accountable. Okay? And, and depending again upon what state you're in, y'all might have some of those qualified immunity laws in place those things can be repealed how do, do those laws get repealed through people you elect to the legislature right the people you elect to the governor's office because he got the power to, of the veto right he can veto stuff or she can veto stuff but the only way you get there is through the people 
uh, activity area of politics. And people don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. You know, people, a lot of people on Black Talk Radio Network, y'all heard of Neely Fuller Jr. and his, what he calls the nine areas of people activity, the nine major areas. And politics is one of them. And I observed a long time ago that politics controls every, all eight other areas in some form or fashion. So if any change is going to come, it's going to be through politics. More people voting. And I know there's voter suppression. There's also barriers they put up through modern day slavery. Even after you get released from slavery, you still can't vote, you know, um, keeping you, uh, I guess half slave. We'll call it half slave. You know, you getting taxed, but you can't vote. So I guess you just half a slave, 50% of a slave, you know, and, and, and whatever. And there's those barriers, but still there are people who are eligible to vote. The majority of those people do not participate. It's not worth their time. In their opinion, it's not worth their time. They're just not very informed. Some people want to hide from the problems of the world. You know, they might just go to YouTube, not to look at any kind of news and opinion channels, but to watch cartoons i don't know what's popular to watch uh people gaming you know watching them playing video games and stuff like that or or they'll look at cooking shows there's nothing there's no lack of anything to distract us that we can distract ourselves if we want to you know shelter our minds from what's really going on in the world but the problem is when you step out into that world it could happen to you and you look at, you know, we look at the skin color of Tyree Nichols and Jason Liscomb and think it can't happen to you. So you might be racist and that is racism if you don't care about things, uh, um, happening that are wrong. If it's happening to a, a person who don't look like you, then that's racism, man. You know what I'm saying? But it's happening to everybody. It's happening to Polynesian Americans, Asian Americans. It's happening to Irish Americans, Italian Americans, Japanese Americans, Chinese Americans, African Americans, you name it. It's, it, it's somebody, indigenous Americans. It, it's, it's somebody being abused in this country by law enforcement. That's just the cold hard truth. I think they hit a record last year, but I know they killed over 1,100 people in 2022 that's about what three a day more than three a day i'm not i haven't done exact math on that yet but that's a problem that's a problem that probably leads all industrialized nations all industrial that's a problem man but you want you want to want people um to pledge allegiance to the flag and just be this mindless nationalist you know, like, you know, Colin Kaepernick took a knee to say what that flag y'all say it's supposed to represent, freedom and liberty for all, it ain't happening for black folks. Well, you know, it, maybe Colin wasn't aware at the time, but it happens to us all. It's just, it's just that it disproportionately happens to some more than others. And it's the media deciding who gets the attention and who doesn't. No, I was kind of taken by surprise that that white kid getting shot at McDonald's got not nationwide attention that it did. It got about three, three days play in the national media. But Zachary Hammond, a kid who was killed in South Carolina in a, a drug bus sort of setup, like a drug sting. What happened to that white kid? He about 17. Um, He's with this girl who was a narc. She was a confidential informant and she set him up, uh, talking about let's go get some weed or whatnot. And he drove to the Burger King where he was going to to buy the weed in the parking lot and the cops was waiting on him and he panicked and he took off and he was past the cop when the cop fired into the driver's side, um, of door cause Zachary was driving and hit him and killed him, man, and killed him. That didn't get national attention. It got some regional store uh, attention, but hey, not long. People forgotten about this. It happens to us all. It happens to all 
human beings in the United States. It shouldn't even matter if you're a citizen or, or, or a visitor, undocumented immigrant, whatever, overstage your visa. We're talking human rights here. So, yeah, it, it's just, um, we got a lot of work to do, man. And I'm putting it on us. Because the system's not going to change itself without us putting in change makers into the system. So we have to identify, nurture, raise up people who are, are uncorruptible, who are of good moral character, and will stand up because a lot of people, and are not cowards, who are courageous enough to call a spade a spade, who are courageous enough to call out the police when they need to be called out who are courageous enough to call out any aspect of the system that is acting in an unjust manner. All right. So you're listening to black talk radio news. My name is Scotty Reed. Um, my first broadcast and probably over a year, man. Um, so I'll be on, I said what about an hour. And if you want to chime in and give us a call, you can do so at 717-908-1834, 717-908-1834. The call in code is 269, that's 269-626, and you can hit star six on your dial pad to talk to the host. So again, you know, we just, we got a lot to do, folks. Are we going to do it or are we just going to complain? I don't I'm I don't have anything against marching or anything. I helped organize some marches. I participated in some marches. And they did get some results in the people activity area of politics. But sometimes though people just be marching and be marching. And so if you're gonna march for Tyree Nichols, well, they've already been charged. Just wait. For the trial now, see what let it play out. But if you want to march, I'm not discouraging that, but march for Jason Lipscomb. March for the Tyree Nichols in your community. Again, you're listening to Black Talk Radio News. My name is Scotty Reed, and we'll be back on the other side of this break. And you are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. My name is Scotty Reed. I'm broadcasting from behind the enemy lines of USAE. So y'all should know what I meant all these years that when I said, what, what do you mean behind the enemy lines? Well, when you got people who have been hired for the people, allegedly for the people, and supposed to serve and protect the people, although the Supreme Court said that's a lie, um, you know, and they're attacking you and they're beating you to death or they're shooting you to death or they're tasing you to death or they're suffocating you to be- death or they're shooting you up with drugs to death. And um, I would say then I'm not in friendly territory. You know, I must be behind enemy lines and the USA Inc., that's just a statement of fact that the federal government is a incorporated entity, right? USA Incorporated. That's a fact, but I'm not going to go off on that tangent. That's for another show. So again, you know, what are the solutions to these issues? They're, they're very simple. Um, I wouldn't be a genius if I told you like, um, maybe y'all should screen these cops. One thing I, I was thinking about earlier today, I was like, okay, the brain does not fully develop into a person physically. Most people, their brains don't finish growing and mapping out, I guess, whatever the, you know, networks is in the brain, but it doesn't stop until you're 26 years old, right? So I guess that's why we have, have the term Young adults, you're a young adult. You're not, you're an adult technically because you're 18 and above, right? And in the criminal justice system, you could be eight years old and they'll charge you as an adult, but okay. But in, anyway, that's because you're still immature and you're meaning, yes, emotionally, but also in thinking you're cognitive, you know, cognitively. Your cognitive skills, your thinking skills, 
And it is what it is. That's not to say anything about you. Yeah, do some individuals mature beyond their years? That's true. But most people. And so to me, it's very simple. You must be of the age of 26 years old to even apply to become a police officer or sheriff's deputy or anything, even a prison guard. We we want critically thinking adults. See, the military is different. You can put a gun in somebody's hand, give them some training, and throw them on the battlefield. Any idiot can point a gun at someone and go shoot them. Anybody can do that. But is that what we want? Patrolling? Is that the type of people we want patrolling our streets, our cities, our towns, our rural roads? No. So there's a start right there. Age limit. You got to be at least 26 years old. Drug tests, annual drug tests. And I'm not talking about for cannabis. All right. I'm talking about steroids. You know, one of the things that came to my mind is people describe that beating to me because I don't want to watch the snuff film. And, and let me just say this about those who are criticizing people and asking the question, well, why you don't want to see the film? Well, why, 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 what is that to be criticizing somebody over? I understand you're traumatized by it. Obviously you're so traumatized that you're now expressing angry thoughts at people who don't want to watch the film. They ain't, they, you know, come on. That's a personal choice. Reserve the anger and the emotion for those in power who have failed to stop this pandemic. That's who you, you get angry at. Not those who don't want to be traumatized by watching a snuff film. You know, I watched years of that um, in reporting for BTR News. I felt like I had to watch them, but no, I don't. I don't. I can read the description um, that is written about in whatever medium. I can hear the family describe what they saw on the video. I can hear what others describe as in the video. I believe y'all. I believe y'all it was that bad. Okay, I I believe y'all. And I shouldn't have went off on that tangent. So where where was I? I was talking about things you can do, right? Uh screen for. Yeah, Roy Rage, right? Screen for that. Cause a lot of these cops, people were saying those cops were huge. Now I know they probably look bigger than what they actually are, because if they had on vest and other gear, I didn't watch it. I don't know. But they're described as being huge. Right. And I've seen a lot of look like they've been in the gym lifting weights and stuff. But a lot of times they cut corners and and I've read many stories over the years. Uh, Los Angeles comes to mind about some cops, you know, uh, um, being tested in and on those steroids. Y'all heard of Roy Rage. So they should be tested for steroids. And I can see why a cop might want to do that, especially if they're a little person. You know, they might feel like they need to bulk up and stuff to be able to do what? Manhandle somebody? See, that's the wrong attitude right there already. <sighs> but there are many things that we can do. We can screen for biases to see if these people hold any attitudes and worldviews um, that are racist, xenophobic, homophobic. Can these people, you know, effectively police the general population? Interact with everyone without acting on their biases. So you have to screen people out for that. They got psychological tests they could do. You know, speaking of psychology, make them take psychological tests too. Certain personality types you do not want in policing. This is all common sense, right? It seems like I'm not a genius, okay? And I'm sure I'm not the first one to suggest these things. Perhaps it's just some residual information that's coming to my mind that I read elsewhere. Uh, other people's suggestion, but it isn't, it isn't rocket science as they say, but the prob, the problem is politics. Again, everything is controlled by politics. It goes back to who's in charge and putting laws in place, putting policies in place, writing the department rules, 
the jailhouse rules, all of that is controlled through politics. Whether you elected somebody or the person you elected on a municipal level hired such and such person. But again, we're talking specifically about police departments. Absolutely, they should be psychologically screened, you know, not just background checks. As we now know from a number of these mass shooters that were able to purchase guns that they didn't have any, you know, they flew under the radar most of their lives. That might have been their first time ever deciding to commit a crime or one that, you know, got caught. So just because a person has a clean record does not mean they are qualified. They should undergo a, a psychological battery of tests. I mean, it, it should be really difficult to become an officer of the law. It really should, but it's easy. It's too easy. Most places, all you need is what? All you need is a high school diploma and be 18 years or 21 years or older. But again, these people brains have not even fully developed yet. And we're giving them a gun and a badge that represents the authority of the state, which makes this happen. When this happens, when these cases like Tyree Nichols, when these cases like Jason Lipscomb happen, it then becomes state terrorism, state terrorism symptom of slavery that's what it is do you think this is the first time that those individual cops have done something like this maybe not to the degree where they beat somebody to death but they may have broken some bones they may have you know bruised some people up and it just got swept under the rug i i haven't done the research to look at if they had any individual complaints and stuff on them but we're allowed to continue to be in policing. So it's just, it's just common sense things that need to be done. And the only way they're going to be done is if we, the people organize ourselves politically, the marching and all that stuff, it does play a role in it, but it should be used as a strategic tool, not as an emotional tool, but it has to be followed up. Voter registration drives. Seeking out people in your community that you know would be a good leader, a good person to fill those positions, a person that will practice justice above all else. And we have to we have to help these people. We we have to identify these people. We have to support these people and encourage them to run for office, whether we're talking about a county judge, a district judge, whether we're talking about a district attorney, whether we're talking about the sheriff's department, the, whoever the sheriff is, whether it comes to our state representatives, our, our uh, representatives in the legislature. Yeah, I mean, yeah, state legislature, whether that's the Senate or House member, Pretty much, you know, all the states copy what the federal government is doing. Um, instead of a president, we got governors. So yeah. And, and, you know, speaking to, since my audience is primarily Afro descendant people, you know, again, when I attended the swearing in ceremony of a U.S. congressman for the district I live in, man, there was no black leadership in the room. And that's inexcusable. You you use these events to network like you would anything else. Oh, it's a lot of black people in the black community that talk about business, black business and networking and all of that. Politics is no different. Meeting people, forming relationships, communicating with these people, putting your issues before them. So it's on us at the end of the day. I'm not going to point fingers at the system. The system, as many people have said, is at, is performing like it was designed to perform. We shouldn't expect anything less. But then, you know, we have to also be careful that we don't look at the system as this inanimate object. The system is a network of what? Of, of people working in different branches of government. That's the system, whether we're talking about our city government, 
our county government, our state government, our federal government. The system is made up of people. So therefore, if you have bad people in the system, then the system's going to be bad. It's just a reflection of the parts that make it up. I mean, this isn't rocket science, at least not to me. And the only way that's going to change is more and more grassroots activism, organizing in the people activity area of politics. I don't really care about rioting. They don't care about protesting and marching. No, that just give them an opportunity to hurt more people and throw more people into modern day slavery if they are not organized properly. And then there's always the chance of the uh, infiltrators, the agents provocateur working for the police or maybe in the police in plain clothes out there trying to get something started to provoke a riot, which otherwise was would be a peaceful, emotional, and loud, yes, but peaceful protest, which is their human right. Not just, you know, we got to also, um, yes, important to recognize our, our civil rights, our constitutional rights, but um, it all starts with our human rights, okay? So as I draw close to this to this broadcast, um, I just want to say it kind of feel good to uh, be back on the airwaves. I'm going to try to map out a schedule where I can get back to being on air at least once a week. I can commit to that at least once a week. But I got so much going on um, with the fundraiser and the art um, and some other things I'm, I'm working on, you know, just uh, started a car detailing business because um, I just can't go back to the corporate world and I need extra income. So hell, I wash cars, detail cars, vacuum cars, clean them out. All right. So uh, if you live in Gaston County, Hey, I got mobile detailing for you. Just give me a call or uh, hit me up. I'll come to you, to your business or your house. But anyway, look, it's on us y'all. I'm not going to be pointing the fingers at the system because the system is just acting as the system has always acted. It is on us because we have given up or never even started a real grassroots effort to change that system. And when I say not started, I'm not talking about past generations that, that laid blueprints for us to follow. I'm talking about current generations like my own. You know, we have to really, really get serious about it if we want to see change. So, uh, justice for Tyree Nichols, justice for Jason Lipscomb, justice for all victims of police violence, slavery, and human trafficking in the United States. Um, if you like what you heard on this broadcast, you think um, others should share in this information, then by all means, share, like, subscribe. Y'all know what to do. And until next time, Peace and blessings to you all, and stay safe out there. Peace.